0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I am Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Agents podcast, the real estate podcast that brings you short business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with some of our industry's leading minds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. John Cheplak, how's it going, my brother?
1: Always good, my man, especially with you.
0: Awesome, dude. I appreciate that. Well, hey, dude! I'm so thankful that you take some time out of your schedule. You have been traveling like a madman recently. I don't, I don't know that you're ever not traveling like a madman, though. But you've, you've definitely been hitting the road extra hard here recently. So I appreciate you taking some, taking some time uh, to chat with us here, at Next Level Agents, and the podcast, and just share some of that goodness with us. My privilege, bud. Well, hey, man. So what I wanted to do is for like the seven people out there who. Don't know much about John Chaplack. I was wondering, um, tell me, who, like, how, who are you? Like, you know, I know you as a guy who is who's a coach, a leader. Uh, people ask me about you all the time. Like, hey, who is John? Like, what does he coach you on? Is it recruiting? Is it you know? Is it is it sales? Is it social media? What is it? And I say, you know, it's kind of all that. One of the things I like to the way I describe you behind your back is obviously. You are uh, nails when it comes to talking about recruiting, but that's because I believe that you're nails at understanding human behavior, and that's how I describe you, people. Is he's a human behavior expert who understands the real estate business and understands how to take human behavior and bring that into real estate sales and real estate, um, real estate recruiting, etc. And basically, like I said, the real estate business. And so that's how I describe you behind your back. But I'm curious, like. How do you get a description like that? How do you how do you get to a point where some dude in Arizona is describing you that
1: way? It takes a real bumpy ride that I w- of life that I would discover as a series of misadventures, Kevin, series of <laughs> and to come out the other side, or, or you know, in you know, in, in somewhat of a good way, is having to learn a lot along the way and continue to study it. And- I think most importantly, you know, we, um, you're a lifelong learner and, and of course give so much to every, everyone else. But, um, I think really is trying to understand ourselves first, um, instead of, you know, trying to take in so much that's, that's outside of us. I think that so many times we shoot past the target when the target is, is really right here. So it's a, uh, you know, someone that's, uh, along this journey, really, um, striving to understand human behavior so I can be better. Um, and then the greatest gift of, of all, again, as you do so well, is, is hopefully transfer, you know, the, the, the um, explorations, the experiences, um, in my life of betterment to other people, whether it's in business and in, in life, but you know, those lines have become blurry too. It's all just life. So I guess that's how it happens then.
0: Isn't it like, yeah, that's one thing I notice is, um, so many of your clients really are friends Uh, and when I'm talking to you while while oftentimes there's a coaching uh, tone to it because I'm asking for advice or you're coaching me up on something a lot of times it's like more like we're we're just talking like two dudes we're right like we're just buddies we're just hanging out and I noticed that you have that relationship with a lot of people and and a lot of your clients tend to become friends and, and with you, and so that tells me, yeah, like you're really living that, like it's just business is life, life is business, right? It's all sort of just life.
1: Yeah, well it is, and I think the, what, what I've found is the, is the greatest way to gain distance in anything is through the relentless pursuit of the truth. I and mean, there's so many layers, you know, winning, um, growth, um, you know, anything um, it isn't at a surface level. And you can only go so far. It's when you can get underneath it, and something that I was taught, and and gain a level of in a business environment, business intimacy. Business intimacy is is a willingness to have humility, transparency, vulnerability, uh, allowing someone to visit their truths in an environment that's safe but has tension in it. You know, that's that fine line you look to walk that's where that's where true productivity is you know um true change true change in productivity isn't in the 10x it isn't in the level up you know the grind all those things as a matter of fact that's where crash and burn typically is but you know that's that part's not talked about so much is it (laughs) (laughs) it's really
0: not you know because it's so cool to talk about that i always say like it's the you know i don't know if it was gary Vaynerchuk or what but somehow becoming an entrepreneur got cool and then working like 24 seven got cool. And one of the things, if I could like that, that instantly attracted me to you after you and I spoke the first time was like, I could tell you were so different from me and so different from some of the mentors and people I had taken advice from in the past that there was something there that I had to know more about. Like you're, you're, you're kind of out there. I think you know that. Like someone made the joke, like it takes crystals and the vortex, John. um, And you, like when I met you, I was like, man, he's, he's a little woo. -woo. He's way out there for me. And I think I like that. And I need some more of that in my life. Um, And maybe that's why we connected so fast, but I love that you are a guy of like super sound business principles. And yet you're all about like the human condition and the way the, the human experience happens, right? And not many people can actually bring those things together.
1: Yeah, that's really good. It, um, and it's where the um, change or growth took place for me back in 2000 when I went under Cal, Nevada, Texas as a GM. And my math tells me in 2000, I was 34 years old with a multi-state, uh, multi-office organization. And so number one, <laughs> care what you wish for. I want this and you get there. go, oh my God. <laughs> and, and, and then the first thing my mentor said to me, um, he said, uh, welcome to Prudential, California, Nevada, Texas Realty, where you are no longer in the real estate business. You actually never were. You're in the human resource, human development, human attraction, human behavior business. And you're taking on the toughest job on the planet you think that leading agents is tough have fun leading leaders if you get the human behavior part of this thing you're going to do well and that's what really started it off for me uh ironically kevin you know it's this and here i am going out there a little bit Lulu is, is probably back in ninety seven, ninety eight. i really started looking at books that were outside of business and so there's something missing here. And i got the science elements. I can go through the numbers with anyone. I can do a budget, a projection or performa. I can, you know, take a vision and reverse engineer it back out and know the calculations of every move I've got to make along the way. Uh, but I just knew there was something more. And, and now as we fast forward and reflect on it, well, of course there is, because, you know, everything starts in the heart. You know, the heart chooses, the mind justifies. Yet if you look in business, people are so tilted on the logic and, maybe that's where grind does come in because it is a grind if you start with the logic and so um, i think it's been mentorship um, along the way that that got me to see that and and then i I stuck to it because i didn't have much choice because that's where my mentor came from who was my boss who signed my check (laughs) and I trusted the process and and some pretty amazing things showed up in my results as an executive because A, someone transferred those skill sets to me, B, someone gave me the latitude um, to to make mistakes in that journey and, and then C, of course, um, I took the opportunity in that to learn from what worked and what didn't work.
0: Hey, it's your host, Kevin here. Listen, I'm taking this quick break to invite you personally to our conference, Next Level Agents Live, next April 25th and 26th in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's April 25th and 26th, 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Please join us for the industry's top speakers. I promise this will be the number one educational real estate event of the year. You do not want to miss it. You can get all of the details and buy your tickets today at nlalive.com. That's nlalive.com buy your tickets today so I guess one of the things I've never asked you that I've, I've thought about before and so now I'm going to take the opportunity is why why come and coach and do what you're doing like you you coach and pour into people from all brands um, right it doesn't matter there's independence there's all the franchises I, like the people I see in your room are from all different walks of real estate, right? And I know you you also pour into people outside of our real estate world. But within the real, like, why isn't there a John Cheplak real estate, or why aren't you the CEO of whatever you know one of the bigger brands or something like that? Taking that further, was there something about you know what I want to I want to come and I want to give back to people in a, in my own way? Does it have to do with like that what I what I perceive as a free spirit and I really don't want a job because I'm going to travel and I'm going to do my thing too. Like some, maybe some of the woo woo stuff. I don't know. Like <laughs> what is it about that? Like why aren't you running a huge organization versus like running the, and I say that knowing that you have an absolutely huge coaching and software business right now. Uh, so I don't want to dem- make it sound like I'm diminishing that. However, like that's a choice that someone has to make along the way. And I'm curious how you arrived at that choice.
1: Yeah, and, and it's interesting because I'm, I forget how that saying goes on um, those who can't do teach and those who can't do coach. Well, I did. And I got results as, as an agent was very productive and as an executive uh, it was um, I was door knocking in Vegas. You know, as you know, my, my daughter, we, we pulled the geographic, left my, my business. It was doing well in the Pacific Northwest. And we just, you know, she had three heart surgeries at that point in time and we just kind of pulled this, Look on the map. It's nice weather. At least, you know, everything will be wonderful in our world. You know, those geographic ones are. Hey, our daughter, you know, is is fighting to stay alive, but we'll be in the sun while we're going through this journey. And and the the Vegas marketplace is hot, too, so let's do it. Um, It wasn't the 110-degree weather in a full-blown suit and tie and wool slacks that I was door-knocking in. It was uh, a time in my life where – gosh, you know, you're taken to your knees when, when a child is, is, is going through some things. And um, I think maybe I was in a vulnerable place and a, a, a place of more understanding of, of things that were a little bit bigger. And, and what I saw was when I came down to Las Vegas and, you know, starting all over, I barbacked at the Golden Nugget, you know, from 3 p.m. until 11 p.m., you know, you talk about your pride and ego and all that after you've had a really good business in Washington State because I, I just had to make it happen. And uh, so I was door knocking doing that. But So while I was in a, I don't know, I can't even call that a struggle. I mean, people struggle with so many other things, but for me it was a struggle um, and, and having to battle through that along with our daughter's situation. And um, I'd come back to the office and I'd watch people that were just focused in real estate and watch them struggle. And I just felt that, that with all due respect to leadership that was there, because they gave me an opportunity, I said that you know, gosh, you know, I think people are struggling. They don't need to. I think they're being led the wrong way. And, and I think it was a moment of, of um, this doesn't feel good to me, just in my own struggle because it, although I wasn't struggling in real estate, I was going to make it happen. But just the struggle in life. But then I watched people struggle in real estate, and, and I just thought they could do more. And so I, I went to the. Um, uh, branch manager. And I said, you know, you've got some people on this list here and on the company that, that aren't selling anything. And so I'll tell you what, I'm going to meet with them and work with them and take a percentage of the nothing that you're getting from them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're a good negotiator, you should be able to cut a really good deal that way, because, you know, you're going to get free money. And, uh, you know, that's when, when, when I, um, I just kind of naturally identified it, you know, it wasn't this, I want to be the leader. I don't want to this. It was just an experience of, I was in a different area of struggle than people in the area of struggle. I could help. So next thing you know, careful what you wish for. I raised my hand and I'm out with a group of about 10 people taking out door knocking every day in the Las Vegas heat. You know, I found out real quickly, Kevin, then that, you know, talent didn't matter. It was the committed because there's a lot of talented people that probably needed to be out there door knocking, but they weren't committed and they weren't going to make it happen. And so I was off to the races and, and it evolved from there.
0: That's awesome. So, here you are today. Like tell me so you and you know I posted a lot of your um I'll call it your resume. Um tell me about what what is John Cheplak's business today? So, let's say I don't know you, right? Or I've never this is my first interaction with you, but I'm a realtor um and maybe I got a real estate team, maybe I'm a solo agent, but I know I'm looking for some help and I'm 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 listening to this or I'm watching this video and I'm going I wonder if that, that guy can help me. Like who who are you? How do how do I know if I should reach out to you and if I should be kind of following what, what you're doing and whether or not you can help my business grow?
1: Sure. Well, I think the real quick quick answer is I help real estate agents, teams, broker owner managers grow their business built in a on a foundation of of you know, walking a path that where personal growth must take place. That's in its simplest of terms. Um, primarily though, it is um, People that are you know teams as far as agents are concerned um, and uh, teams that want to grow and then broker owner managers that want to grow you know to be with a, a single agent I've got one or two that I work with you know they're doing really high volume but uh, and they just run a real profitable business with with some admin support but that's that's really what I do and, and the beauty is you know what where do I go what does it look like wherever you want to go and they go what do you mean I'm gonna pay you, you don't know where we're going well, and, and I say this, you know, with humility is, you know, I, I ran a, an office with a company with about a hundred offices, so um, don't worry, I'll probably always be a few moves ahead of you. <laughs> so I tell them we're going to play chess, and my job is to um, to get you to behave today in the action steps you're going to take that are going to really move the needle today but support you in the future. Too many times, and, and we just move along that way, I think too many times coaching satisfies, you know, um, what, can, what can create movement in someone's business today, but it doesn't position them for the future, if that makes sense. Uh, okay. you, you can start bringing agents into a team. You can start bringing agents into a brokerage. But what I have to do is I have to transform the way you lead those people more so in groups, which is a visionary style of leadership, instead of in family. Family style leadership is where you know I can have the little conversations and check in every minute, where is when we start leading from a visionary perspective, we're able to we don't manage the people anymore. We manage lead and hold a context with the culture that manages the people. And you know, in its simplest terms, that's the work I do. Um, some people just need more help in different areas along that way, and I need them where they're at. Awesome.
0: So what do you think, uh, in, in your experience, like, what is the the common uh, – the what I'm looking for – like, missing piece to, to that, knowing, like, okay, so if leading the culture and, and leading the vision versus the family-style leadership is the way to go – why is it that so many of us need, need that help? And why is it mostly, I don't want to say it's not available because that, that, that's a victim statement, but why does it not seem to be as prevalent in our industry?
1: Sure. Um, well, and I'll make my, give my commentary is we're shooting for the wrong target. Right now, people are looking for, most people that are looking to grow in 2019, they're trying to grow their business by adding transactions. Well, um, the challenge is you're focused on the wrong target you know, what I share with, with anyone that I work with is don't shoot for more transactions. What you've got to do is shoot for more hiring, more people and attracting more people in your organization that will do more transactions. Um, the reason that takes place though, is because it is, if you look at with all due respect to many coaches that are just fabulous, better than me, um, and it isn't a better than, or not better than, but just different than me is, is that's really the messaging. Um, it's it's you know a lot of the it's, it's what sells how do we sell more real estate how do we get more leads how do i become more of a ninja and and that's what's sexy and so a lot of the messaging that runs through it um through our industry that that people are exposed to is is really based transactionally um the other part too is is that um Leadership, if you look at, you know, gosh, I don't know what the percentages are, but I'm quite sure they're very, very high. You look at people that are leading a team today or leading a brokerage or opened a real estate company. Um, they didn't go to a class on how to be a leader. Right. And so it's not a part of native skill sets. That's not really done. And um, I don't want to say it's not really done. I just haven't really seen it where that has been an absolute um, space of obsessiveness with people. Um, where that, you know, I could talk to someone in for a year and have no conversation about transactions, no conversations about their lead magnets, um, their, 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 funnels, their drip campaigns, uh, their retard. I could have no conversation with them about any of that and just purely focus on how they're going to lead those human beings. And I'll guarantee you my group would outperform anyone that focused in that other area because the bottom line is, um, I don't care how many leads you have. And, and we know this, Kevin, the greatest problem that people have is they have talk to productive people. Do they want more leads? No. How can I get, how can I get my people to handle the business that we have? And so they're, but yet they're shooting for the wrong target. Um, I just happen to know that bringing in a group of people that generate business is going to outperform generating more business. And so okay. Stay obsessed.
0: So there's somebody listening to this right now, John, that just said, no, but I do need more leads. <laughs> or my people do need more leads. Mm-hmm. And they can't, literally can't wrap their head around the statement you just said about you don't need more leads. Tell me, tell, why, do, why, why is that true? Why do you, and I know you know it's true because you've, yeah. seen, you've seen the results, but why is that true?
1: Well, and, and, and then we come back, which is really neat too. Now this comes back full circle. Is great. Now we get to go down the path of the relentless pursuit of the truth, which is very challenging for, for, for leaders because they deflect. And, and I'm not saying all it's not, not a blanket conversation, but it's a lot. Um, we don't inspect what we expect, because if we were to inspect what we expect and look at how many leads we do have, and we started to look in the database at how many, how, how many and, and, and the time frame, you know, the distance in time since the last time, A number of them were even contacted. The proof is right there. But the pressure from an agent, you know, that's saying, well, but they're not good leads. They succumb to the pressure. And the only reason they succumb to the pressure is there's this equation because they're not continuing to bring in more agents. And so they're a hostage. So we've got a hostage situation. We need a SWAT team and I'm a SWAT team a lot of times. That's, aw- that's awesome. That makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, because you can look at, fine, we do need more leads. Excellent. How many you have in your database? Well, only 5,000. 5,000. So there's not a million dollars in there, huh? In commissions that if you really inspected and examined, you don't know. Tell me about your drip email campaign that transfers value to those 5,000 leads on a minimum weekly, weekly basis. Tell me what your email open rates are. Tell me what your delivery rates are. Tell me what your click-through rates are. What do your subject lines look like? You know, like be a business person. Well, hold
0: me. on. You're talking about communication now. So not so normally I hear you say that in the context of like leader to, I'm going to say recruit. I'm going to use that word. Here. Um but but you also just said that in the context of like real estate agent to consumer to buyer or seller. Um, so are you saying that we have the names and numbers or the leads, if you will, and they're good? But what's what the missing piece is our communication to them.
1: Hundred percent, and it's it is um, the. The first part is this, and, and, you know, we talk about this all the time, which I love. I mean, there's many things I love about our friendship and business relationship, but um, we're always looking at it. It's that message to market match. Period. That's the first thing you can have the crappiest delivery mechanisms. You can have a broken website. You can have a broken funnel, everything broken. But if your message matches the market, you're going to win. So. First of all, the wrong message. We're saying the right things to the wrong people. What's not taught is the 95-5. It's like, and and this I will say, not to demonize, and and, and I say it in respect, and I'd sit next to everyone that's telling their people, send an email to your database that says, if you or anyone you think of or anyone you know is thinking of buying or selling before the end of the year, because it's a great time, send that out, let me know what happens. Three weeks later, send it out, I got news for you. There's a rule called the 95-5 rule in marketing. 95% of your market is indifferent. They're not thinking of buying or selling. It's not here for them. Only 5% is in the consideration phase. So then when you take a look at the logic around this, you look at our ranking and how we're received, perceived by the consumer. Well, we're seen as annoying. We're seen as many things. Sure, because what we're doing is we're using a one-size-fits-all message when it doesn't fit for 95% of the marketplace, so we're moving the indifferent, the 95% of the the people that live in this Las Vegas Valley that aren't even thinking about it, that that are not in the consideration phase, they're indifferent. And each time we do that, here's what we do. We're burning our list, we're burning our list, and we're turning them into, ta-da, annoyed. So A, it's the message. B, it's the right vehicles, and it has to be multi-transported because everyone wants to consume information in different ways. I mean, interesting to note, most recent statistic, 70% of all videos on Facebook are viewed with the sound off. So tell me about your long copy that you have that gives a perception of value that has a headline that opens a loop of curiosity that has proper spacing so there's white space to bring the eyes and see... The consumer today is super sophisticated. This consumer today has very little time. You're in a three second decisioning type world of like maybe less than of whether I want to spend time on your content. So, so now it's the vehicles and then, you know, am I on social media? Am I using video? Am I understanding that the video alone isn't going to work? That moving head on the screen has huge psychological and emotional value but then the content really matters. And then am I going to move that over to Instagram and use stories and put it on YouTube and then take that same content and email it while everyone else is saying, oh, that's overkill. Well, I got news for you. You're competing with 30,000 messages a day. See, what, what, what we don't get in our industry is we think I'm competing with ABC, real estate, XYZ. No, you're not. You're competing against Amazon. You're competing against Chevy. You're competing against Starbucks and so when you look at those type of things so it's message to market match it's using the vehicles which you know good for the folks that you know are using video because the biggest percentage of agents in our industry they're not afraid of video that's what's really cool what's even cooler for the people who use it they're terrified <laughs> <laughs> they're not afraid terrified and sure. so so it's 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 the right vehicle the right message with here's the the, the key piece is where the consumer is when they're there, okay, and the right cadence and frequency. So um, it's all of those things together. And if you're missing one of them, you're going to lose because the sophisticated agent, the sophisticated team, the sophisticated brokerage that understands the days of attribution or history, you think you can tell me where a piece of business came from? Oh, okay, door knocking, really, door knocking. So, um, are you doing videos in that area? I am. Oh, what are you targeting, geographic? Oh, so they probably never saw one of your videos on Facebook, did they? Oh, maybe, so you can't, so it's, it's, it's knowing that from an overarching space, we've got to be everywhere with the right message, good copy that meets the consumer where they're at. There's the problems. Wow, okay, so. He says wow.
0: Dude, mind blown, right? So right now, so, okay. So you just mentioned, like, people are terrified of video, right? But more and more people are getting over it. Yes. But but you just said there's another level here, which is the copy or the description or whatever that goes with it. That matters, too, because they're listening on mute. What?
1: What? So there's a couple pieces to it, and and it's the the social rules of engagement. And and the social rules, I had someone want to argue with me. You know, you're trying to tell people how to, you know, write copy and, or, and, and stuff on, on Facebook and you don't have your stuff above the fold. I go, because it's not a website, dude. It's called social media. And, 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 and let me help you out. As things go through the feed, see, I'm trying to get people's attention. I need people to stop the scroll and engage, right? And so part of copy is, A, I've got to grab people's attention, Right. Open the loop of curiosity, either asking a question that maps the one that keeps them up at night or making a bold statement that is the conversation going on in their head. And then with that copy, even with the video going through, because you got to look at all of your ways to capture that attention. The when, when copies collapsed at the end, see more whatever you've got to push to uncollapse it. It's called the open loop principle. And we as human beings want to close loops well, to close the loop, I need to click on it and then collapse it. So that's the difference in the social rules of engagement. So then you're doing that. The other piece then too is the natural, when there's no sound going, but a moving head. We like moving. We say this in the in the video space. Um, uh, motion moves the masses. Motion moves the masses. You see people walk, do walk around videos. They do very, very well, okay? So we've got the motion in our favor. But then what we have is this long copy, which gives a perception of value, um, which accommodates the person that would prefer just reading or the person that likes to read with with some motion in the background. So um, that's the critical part right there is is those every choice you make is based on the words you hear and you read. And, 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 and then when we go a little bit further in science, I mean, we, we'd love to see them. Um, uh, we'd love to know that they were listening to it. But as long as they're reading some of it, because then you've got a couple different things, too. It's, it's the science of this. You've got iconic recall and echoic recall. Iconic recall is what enters the brain through the eyes. And so that will dissipate in the brain. So what we read dissipates in the brain in a second. That which enters the brain through the eyes and the ears, six seconds. So would you like to have a 600 percent, you know, eyes, ears, video? Would you like to have a 600 percent greater impact on the consumer than your competition does or not? So um, what you write is so critical. So so critical, and you've seen it too. It's a game changer.
0: Yeah, it, to, it really is a game changer. And I don't, I don't care who the message is to. If it's to a human being, then the the copy, the writing matters so much. And as somebody who's always been a like, I've always been very relationship based, but I'm also very like, well, you know it. Like, also move very quick. Like, I'm impatient, right? I've <laughs> never spent so much time thinking about the word I want to use next as I have in the last six months or so uh, as we've really dug in on some stuff together. Even I found myself doing it even sometimes in emails and sometimes I'm, like, I'll like, i need to remind myself like, dude, you're not writing copy right now. Just send the freaking email. Right? I've had to do that because I'm like, John's not going to fucking proofread this email. Just send it. Um, and so, but, but it's good though, right? I, that shows how important, like I absolutely believe what you're you're teaching about this and have started to study this a whole lot more, but it's true, I've I've experienced it time and time again and I've seen through other people's experiments like your own, uh, how important that copy is to the consumer to go along with the video. And you know, I've known the power of video, but man, not until you really opened my eyes to it
1: recently have I seen the power of copy and video together. Well, you personally took some copy at 10 p.m. one night <laughs> um, in something in an environment in an arena where you've um, been very focused in, in both your video and your copy, and and said, you know, I- I'm just going to take this copy and just go pure text. And at 5 a.m., I mean, in our relationship, business or friendship, we can text whenever it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> We're this that way, <laughs> um, you know. By 5 a.m., you're going. Um, I've got lead number five, appointment number six. Oh, that's seven. And then you go on the thread in our private group and say, it's at nine now. I'm going to stop boring you with counting. And that was copy that you put out there on uh, at 10 p.m. at night um, in an activity that, um, you know, looking to get appointments that takes hours upon hours to get one good appointment with someone. So um, you proved it personally. The yep. copy without any, without an image, without video. And at 10 PM, I
0: specifically on purpose did it at a crappy social time. Yes. Right. Like that's not a good time to post.
1: No, no, you're past. You're over the mountain, dude. Yeah.
0: And and boom, it blew up. I was like, okay, well, in case I needed some confirmation there, there she is. <laughs> um, but you, you know, you said something to me at uh, so, so you host some masterminds and, I've attended a few, and I'm attending more in the future, which I absolutely love. And you said something last time, and it had to do with um, – oh, my God, I'm completely losing my train of thought here. Uh, so you said something to the effect of, like, listen, if you were going to go give a public speech to 10,000 people, like, would you just wing it or would you take some time prepping what you say to them? And, and then you relayed that versus, like, the, the drip email I'm going to send. And why am I not treating those the same? Because I might have a database of ten thousand leads, right? Right.
1: Yep. Yep. It's you know, I, I said that there when I said pull out. Um, I'm, I'm pushing this us over into uh, my Facebook page here, so we've got one there in my group, anyways. Um, and I said, you know, how many people you got in your database? And you know, we sit in the rooms with people with that are that are legit with. Yeah. <laughs> 150,000 leads, you know, and you know that they're just not making it up and say, you know, okay, awesome. So we're going to open up Wembley Stadium or wherever we can hold 100,000 people and you're going to do a speech tomorrow. Or excuse me, in a week. Okay. Um, would you sleep over the next seven days because of the preparation? No, I'd be a wreck. Awesome. Well, that's what you're doing every time you push send. You're speaking in front of those 150. And that's, I mean, that's a profound piece right there. It's huge. Because some of the guys that that, that we know too, and um, um, we sit in masterminds, and that's probably uh, uh, there's a lot of great things about you know us being friends, and, and that is is we study outside of our industry because we know that that's really important. And, you know, these some of the statistical data, statistical data. I think I'm in Italy still or something. I don't know. Um, anyways. You know, after four billion interactions, you know, that took place in in one of our masterminds, you know, it it, it talked about the importance of good old email and the good old words you use and a good old thing called money. And right now, email is still the number one investment on return vehicle. But email doesn't work. Of course, your subject line is crap. (laughs) You
0: know what's funny? So two pieces to uh, to back up that claim. Minutes before you and I hopped on this, I was texting with somebody whose name I'm not going to use, but if I said it, everybody knows him and knows this person. And this person, we are talking about something, and they've got a few different vehicles in which their message gets out, and one of them is email. And wouldn't you know that by a mile – Email is the number one. I'm going to say thing that brings results. The result that we're all looking for at the end of the day, a sale, right? And it wasn't even close. And then I sit in my other mastermind, the the outside of the real estate industry called the Genius Network, and I I listen these guys talk about get this, direct mail, not email, direct mail, and how it's absolutely all about the copy and how. Mail is every bit as alive and viable today as it ever was, yet postcards don't work, and emails don't work
1: yes well and, and, and you know what it is in um, any business but in our industry is there's a lot of vendors out there that are really good at selling you what they sell, so it misdirects that 's why you've got to inspect and examine. Tell me about your opted in email list. Tell me what your email open rates are. And and, and so in, in that space, unless you've really, really studied it, and I mean, studying subject lines, studying, not putting in the dear John, because you've killed it because actually that's a subheader, you know, in an email so that, you know, next time for those of you that are listening, look at the emails that come through your cell phone. Okay. And I want you to look at the, I want you to look at the headline. First of all, the, the, the email is probably dead by then. If you look at them, you'll find some good ones. Study the stuff that you keep getting sent. And then what I want you to look at next is what's the first line in the email. It shows that, dear John, I just wanted to. dead." No, what you do is you open with your subject line, come with a subheader. You know, you've got two opportunities, for lack of better words, to hook them into reading your content. That's the first part. A guru, huge financial services, number one. Uh, in, in email marketing, seventy percent of their emails—they spend tons. Everyone online marketing knows tons of of, of money on marketing. Seventy percent of their emails have an emoji in the front of the subject line. And um, but that would be stupid, wouldn't it? Because, because because I'm a yeah butter, and I went to a yeah butter, <laughs> and I went to instead of a where we go really tell me how. Let me, and this is you know, one of the tips I give to everyone. I said it on Friday at a mastermind. Listen, I'm going to tell you a lot of things, but, but, but do the minimum. Question everything I tell you by testing it. Question it by testing it. Emulate, then innovate. We tend to get something from someone that's done it or is associated with people, working people doing the same. that sounds good, but I'm going to put my twist on it. Well, they didn't tell you to put their your twist on it.
0: <laughs> that that word you brought that word up a couple months ago, innovate, right? And you brought it up a few oh times. God. And uh, dude, you you I, I hadn't thought about it before you said it, but uh, if if you don't mind sharing sharing with us, like what is that? What does that mean to you? And what I mean when I say that, I mean in the context of our industry in which we hear it so often is. How innovative this person is or that person is or this team is or this company is but tell me about innovative when you hear that word what do you think
1: avoidance it's it's pure avoidance I'm an innovator you are really okay well um, let me ask yes I'm doing this and doing that awesome so let's do um, a little examination here let's inspect so how can you be an innovator when you do not even have an email initiative that has high level open rates high level click through rates that is giving you a return well cuz email doesn't work oh okay so innovation doesn't innovation means you just try a bunch of shit it doesn't mean that you take something like email that's a dinosaur that's from way back in the stone ages and and actually master it so my opinion of an innovator is someone that sees something kind of like video. I'm a video innovator. Really? Yeah, I got one that had 10,000 views. Awesome. Right. And so you are using video on a weekly basis to communicate with your clients. Well, you know, here and there. But I'm doing this now. So, you know, I'd say this. If, you know, when people play, don't be intimidated. Here's what I want to say to people, um, you know, at whatever levels is, you know, you hear people talk about, it. don't be, I'm an innovator. I mean, the ones that act it the most are doing it the least. Because if you really had them open their kimono, okay, you open their kimono and you said, show me your email open rates. Well, uh, I sent one 12 days ago. You did, good. How about before that? About 15, what were your open rates? Mm, I don't know. You know, so yeah, long well, answer to you. I love that one because people talk about innovation. They've done 37 videos. Whoop-dee-doo you know, and they've, they've send emails, that don't get open rates and they try this and they try that, but they're doing a whole lot of nothing.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. It's, it's so true. Uh, you know, I had a mentor tell me one time, like all that, all that innovative stuff you guys are doing, that's all shit you guys have made up to avoid calling people. Um, so because it's avoiding the basics. It's avoiding the foundation of which is everything we've talked about for the last like forty-five minutes: communication, communication with our prospects, whether that is a real estate agent or a buyer or seller, or doesn't matter. Potential, uh, whoever your customer is, right? It's communication with that person in so many different forms. Yep, yep, absolutely. Multi-channel,
1: I think, is the is the
0: technical innovative word Multi- for that.
1: Channel, multi-platform, omnipresent, and just. Um, hope something good happens, right? Yep. <laughs>
0: nope. So okay, so we've only got a little bit of time left. And what I want to do is uh talk about the real estate agent in 2019. Like what what does the real estate agent have to do to survive? Like in summary, not just survive, but to thrive in 2019. What are the things I've got to do as a realtor to make sure that I don't just still exist at the end of 2019, but like my My business is growing. Mm -hmm. Like, what are the top two or three things?
1: Sure, I you know keep it kind of general is um, you need to be. I'll just give it two. You need to be a constant creator of content, and either be a technologist or have badass technologists around you that you are pushing the envelope on constantly to continually create moments we are in the moment creation business people talk about funnels and they talk about you know Legion all these every part of everything that happens in our business is a moment and so you know what vehicles are you using that accommodate the expectation gets the attention of today's internet distracted consumer And is it one that inspires them along the way, inspires them along the way in the form of speed of response, speed to action in a way that has the least amount of friction. Um, I think that the part of that too is the, the amount of messaging that we're continuing to get hit with is going to be even greater. Um, And so you better be everywhere all the time and you can be, you can be everywhere all the time. It's not overkill. There's no such thing as spam. People think spam is how much you you contact people. You know, and let me go spam general. You know, you post too much spam. You email too much spam. No, it's not a frequency issue. It's the crappiness of your message issue. So um, don't hold back uh, constant con- content, con- creative content, and, and be a doggone technologist or have them around you and be an epic copywriter. Dude,
0: that's solid. I, I love that about the, the message about spam. Like I wanna just retouch on that for a second is, it's really not, it's not about frequency, it's about, it's about the value. Are you providing value to the consumer of that content, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You see, real quickly, you've seen me show it many times that, that one database of, of, from my software, 7,400 person database in 30 days, we hit them 10 times. And the email open rates never dropped below 45% because we had ta da a message to market match.
0: <laughs> you emailed a group 10 times in 30 days. Let that sink in with 45% open rate, which is ridiculous.
1: And it's 7,000 person database, 7,000. So not 70 where, you know, 70 people, you better get 80%. 7,000 people emailed. And uh, yeah, we hit them every, every three days. Some days we screwed up in our cadence and hit the, I don't know, you know, technology breaks. Like there were times where we'd get them every other day, be like, oops, oh no, it went out. Cause we were watching this and we were testing it and it, it gave us the foundation. This was th- gosh, two years ago, three years ago. And and now we, we, we test it. We, we climb up. We'll start every seven days. And when I can get up in the 50 percentile, then what I'll do is have my client move to twice a week. And then if we can stay in the high 40s in that, then we'll move to three times a week. If I can stay at 40, I'll exchange a 40% email open rate if I can hit a, an audience three times a week. And I got news for you. My clients got top of mind awareness.
0: Yep. I was going to say, you might, okay, so you might get a couple opt outs, but for the most part, you've got a very captive audience and they're listening to your message. And so you're now gaining their mind share by doing that.
1: Yeah, and, and here's the beauty that I want everyone to get, Kevin, is, is this. I, th- I think, don't just look at the open rate. It, you know, it's watch the digital body language. You know, people, I post a lot. Listen, there's a method to every bit of madness of every post I do. I'm watching the digital body language. And the more that you put out there to see, as a marketer, you never know what's going to I don't care. We don't know what's going to work. We'll work on something together. We push it out there. We don't know. But here's what we do know we know we're going to get feedback that's gonna help us really galvanize and crystallize that message. And that's all we're constantly doing. So the more you can put it out there and and gain feedback, the greater uh, end result you're gonna have with all of your marketing pieces and your message.
0: That's solid. Man, I I love that. So um, there's so much more. I want to be respectful of not only your time, but mine as well. I want like but before we go, I want to ask you a quick question that I, I ask everybody uh, and then uh, leave it, leave one more question after that. But top three things for kicking more more ass in life in general. So, John, I'm coming to you. The, I mean, it doesn't matter whoever, but I'm talking in general. What are John's top three pieces of advice to anybody who's listening to this right now? Just have a better life, perform better. Get better results, life, business, whatever that thing is that they want better results in.
1: Sure. Um, put your health and fitness first. A. Okay. Um, B. Operate from a truly abundant spirit. Um, and, and you may say that you are. Well, here's what I test you with because I watch it all the time. It's, it's really easy to be on the um, receiving end of abundance. You'll know whether you're abundant when you're put in the other side, when you're asked to, be, uh, uh, to, to give out what you have and not be worried about what other people do. And and it's really easy for me to say that because I personally coach coaches that are in the same audiences as me that are in my private Facebook groups amongst my key clients. Okay. So it'd be like real estate agents having, um, other agents amongst their database pretty much. Yeah. And the third piece is this mind your own business. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Michael Jordan never worried about what anyone else was doing. And if, you, if you, you look at that element, it takes 10 times the energy to think about what someone else is doing as it does to focus on mastering you. I hear people talk about investing money to research um, other businesses and companies. I need to know what they're doing. Um, forget about what your competition is doing. But that's stupid because you'll end up getting swept up and, you know, you're, you're not watching what they're doing. They'll pass you up. Your competition doesn't matter. Your audience does. Mind your own business with the competition. Pay all the attention to your consumer and you'll never think twice about them. And you'll preserve your energy. People say, oh, you don't sleep that much. I don't have to because I don't get occupied in energy. It takes 10 times as much. I understand the brain requires more energy, more calories than any other part of the body. And, and, and the energy required to focus on things outside of us that, that scare us, that concern us versus something that excites us. See, competition scares people. It doesn't scare me because I'm not paying attention. Focusing on the consumer excites me and I have no fear because if I meet them... The market can't pass me up. Stop trying to look at what your competition is doing. Mind your own business and take care of your business because your business is you and your business is your audience, your client. Meet them where they're at.
0: Damn, that's solid. All I can think of right now is I can't wait till this episode comes out on audio so I can listen to it as a third party and take notes. Um, That was solid, John. Thank you so much. Where, where's the best way for us to ke- keep up with you? So, a lot of us here inside of Next Level Agents are uh, obviously we could see your Facebook page, but w- like what's the best way for me to catch up with you if I'm not already connected to you?
1: Sure, cheplacklive.com is the best place to, to find me. And um, certainly, again, I'm active on social, and um, believe me, I'm the guy posting all the time. <laughs> and I might even post more. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, um, yeah, cheplacklive.com, and um, hope to interact with as many people as I possibly can, and um, we can all you know, extend the message of change for people, man, that's what it's all about.
0: Awesome, man, I really appreciate that, John, I appreciate all, all you do. One of the things that you, I don't wanna say you taught me, but you definitely reinforced for me, as well as reminded me and brought more of it out for me, uh, is, the, is understanding how to invoke the law of reciprocity, And I've always thought of myself as a giver. And then you challenged me to give even more on stuff that I wasn't, I hadn't made a conscious decision not to give, I just wasn't giving it. And you challenged me on that. And it totally has shifted and changed things in my life and in my business in the last year. And I'm so thankful and grateful to you for that. And so for anybody listening, I just wanna say like John's never gonna sell. He doesn't sell and so I'm not gonna sell for him, but I am gonna say, Follow him, watch him. If you like what you see, definitely sign up. Um, he were a speaker at Next Level Agents Live 2018. Damn. I've I've heard a rumor like there could be a repeat performance and but you know, I can't confirm or deny any of that right now. Um, so man, I, I just appreciate you so much, John. And guys, you can't get enough of John. Thank you so much. Uh, and have a good evening, bro. I appreciate you.
1: You too. Much love, brother. Peace. Take it easy, brother. Bye.